today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. We would all do well, and I'm including myself in this, because this is a daily battle still, even after walking with the Lord all the years that I have, where I have to understand so that I don't misunderstand. Oh yeah, I'm getting another spiritual spanking, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It, I'm his child. He's my father after all. It's a good thing. When I should worry is when he stops disciplining me. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will remind us that a parent who loves their child disciplines them. That love isn't okay with just watching them continue in behaviors that are destructive and unhealthy. God, being a perfect and loving Heavenly Father, will discipline you if you're His child because He loves you. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. I've told you till I'm blue in the face, and you've said all of these and probably more. How many times have I told you? And I've had it up to here with you. I mean, my mom finally got up to, I don't know where she couldn't reach that far. I've had it up to here with you. Oh, and then how about this one? This was a good one. You wait till you have children of your own. (sighs) My mom would say that to me with her thick accent. Wait up! She would hit a certain tone, and I just would. I didn't hear anything. All I heard was, You wait till you have children of your own. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then we had children of our own. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Mom. Of course, she'd already went home to be with the Lord. I didn't have a chance. But no, but I think about that often, by the way. Had I known then what I know now, oh, man. I brought my mom, bless her heart, to tears so many times. And, but I also knew how much my mom loved me, different than my father. I had a much better relationship with my mother. So when she disciplined me, of course, she was the softy. You know how it is, right? One's the real, you know, you wait till your dad gets home. (laughs) That was probably what it was like in your home. It's, it's worse when they say, you just wait till your mom gets home. Come on, guys. <laughs> That's the man's role. But when she would spank me, it was kind of like, you know, this <laughs> little little tap. And of course, I'd play it up. Ah! You know, I'm screaming, I haven't even spanked you yet. What's the matter? But I could tell that that it was really hard for her. And she didn't want to do it, but she knew she had to do it because she loved me that much. Let me just say one last thing on this before we move on. If we as Christians can can get this, I think it'll solve a lot of problems in our Christian lives. If we truly understand that the discipline that God disciplines us with is because of His love. If we can get that and get past that, it's going to be a game changer in our lives. And not only does the Lord discipline us because of His love for us, 
He also disciplines us because He accepts us. And that's our second one in verses 7 through 9. He disciplines us because, well, we're His children. (laughs) I know that's a firm grasp of the obvious, but think about this. As a parent, are you going to discipline someone else's children? That's not to say that you don't want to sometimes. You know, you're out eating dinner and kids are, you know, rowdy and throwing food around and the parents are doing nothing. And you're like, man, that that kid needs a good spanking. What would happen if you got up and spanked somebody else's kid? How's that going to work out for you? Well, for lack of a better illustration, that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying here. (laughs) By the way, the fact that you're even being disciplined by your heavenly Father, you know what that means, right? That means you're His child. I know that's deeply profound, but I wish there was another way. I wish I could get a plaque, child of God. No spanking needed. I'm a child of God. See, here's the plaque. Nope. How do you know I'm a child of God? Because... (laughs) He disciplines me. That's how. He disciplines me because He accepts me as His child. This is why it is, I believe, the writer of Hebrews is drawing this comparison between discipline by earthly fathers and discipline by our heavenly Father. And here again, we, we, we have to deal with the elephant in the room, as they say, because the biggest problem is that we're so accustomed to being disciplined as children out of anger. We've all done it. There have been times in my parenting, and by the way, I have to confess, and I've shared this before, I'm just being open and candid with you, but I've started and owned and operated businesses, and I've planted churches and pastored churches, but combined, that's nothing in terms of the difficulty compared to parenting. The hardest job. I've been a pastor, a business owner, an employer, but combined it's not as hard as being a parent. It's hard work, not for wimps. And this issue of detaching disenfranchising the discipline from anger. He's not angry with you. This is evidence that He's accepting of you. This is evidence that He loves you, He accepts you, and oh by the way, it's also evidence that you belong to Him. Because if He didn't discipline you, guess what? You would be illegitimate. You'd be illegitimate. Now in our day, that packs no punch. But there was a time not so long ago to be an illegitimate child whose father is, we don't know, that's why you're illegitimate. You were sentenced to a life of misery and poverty. You were an outcast. You were never accepted. You were rejected as an illegitimate child. It had profound implications on the life of that child. So don't be in too big of a hurry to read over and rush past words like legitimate. I'm I'm a legitimate child because I belong to my Father. He's accepted me as a child. I belong to Him. I'm a child of God. 
<laughs> Let me try that again. Because <laughs> that's a good pride, by the way. You, let me try this. Do you know who my daddy is? Yeah. yeah. Do you know who my father is? No, who's your father? Well, he's so-and-so. Oh yeah? That's nothing. My father is God. <laughs> Take that! No! Yeah! No way! Way! My Father is the creator of the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. And you know what? He's even told me that I can call him Daddy. No, wait. No, wait. This is, this is important. I want to share with you again, very personally, very candidly, something that changed the complexion of my prayer life in ways that I never imagined. And I never looked back. I always know I made a good decision when my only regret is that I didn't make it sooner. A number of years ago, I stopped praying. I'm talking about my own prayer life. Our Father which art in heaven. I'm not being disrespectful to the passage where Jesus taught the disciples when he was asked by the disciples to teach them to pray. But it was too formal. It was too detached. It was too distant. It was too... You know, oh, 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 oh. and the Lord ministered to me, wait a minute, you can call me Baba. That's Arabic. In the Hebrew, it's Abba. We had a, a guy when we were on the mainland, he's a tour guide in Israel, stay with us in our home. And I had him speak at our midweek at the church there on the mainland. And as we were leaving, his children said to him, bye Abba. And my two boys, young at the time, said, bye, Baba, as we left to go to the church. And it hit me. You know what Baba, Abba is? Abba, Father? Papa, Daddy. Now, some of you are like, now hold it right there. This is God we're talking about. That's the problem, isn't it? How much will change if you just talk, which is what prayer is, by the way. It's just talking to your daddy. Now at first, I, gotta, I have to confess, it was, it was like, you know, saying daddy, daddy. And it was like, oh man, I'm looking for the lightning bolt to come down. Where's the reverent fear of the Lord? <laughs> no, he said, call him daddy. Call me daddy. It took a while, but it wasn't long before... Every time I talk to him, I say, Baba, thank you, Baba, thank you, Baba. And there's an intimacy there. And there's a relational dynamic there that is so powerful. Because now, when, when you can transition from God to Daddy, oh, you think about Dad, Mom, how much you love your children, what would you do for your children? There's nothing you wouldn't do for your children. It's been said that you're only as happy as your saddest child, and that is true. How much more our heavenly daddy. Think about how much you love your children. Your child comes to you, and they ask of you as their daddy for something. What are you going to say to them? They ask for a fish. You're going to give them a snake? If you do, See me after. We need to lay hands on you and not in the way you might think. That's what Jesus said. You're earthly fathers, and you know how to give good gifts to your parents. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask?
James, the half-brother born to Joseph and Mary after the virgin birth of the Savior, very blunt. Could you imagine growing up in that house with God incarnate as your brother? Man, you'd all be compared to him. Why can't you keep your room clean like your brother Jesus? I'm not God. <laughs> so you, you kind of get why he's so blunt. I mean, in your face. And he basically says it like this. You have not because you ask not. Have a nice afternoon. I mean, that's just up in your grill, man. The reason why you don't have what you want is because you didn't even ask. What is it with us? What is it about us, innate within our sin nature, our Adamic nature, that we can't make that connection? We have a Father in heaven that loves us so much that He sent His only begotten Son. I wouldn't do that. I mean, I love you. (laughs) I don't love you that much. I'm not going to give you my only begotten Son to die for you. Greater love hath no man that he lay down his life for another. But God loved us that much, so much, that he gave to us his only begotten son to die for us instead of us, that whosoever would believe would not perish in hell for all eternity. And yes, hell is for all eternity, but have everlasting life with him in heaven. That's love. No greater love. That's love. And He accepts us. And now we are His children. I'm going to say it again, maybe the same thing in a different way. We would all do well, and I'm including myself in this, because this is a daily battle still, even after walking with the Lord all the years that I have, where I have to understand so that I don't misunderstand. Oh yeah, I'm getting another spiritual spanking, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm his child. He's my father after all. It's a good thing. When I should worry is when he stops disciplining me. Then you should worry. Then you should worry. Not that he won't, but I think you get the point. Well, I want to spend the remainder of our time on this last one of verses 10 through 13. How many times have we heard this, right? It's for your own good. That's how my mom used to always say it. It's It's for your own good. Really? This is not good. And the writer of Hebrews is at least being honest, right? By the Holy Spirit. Hey, when we're getting that spiritual spanking, nobody is like, yay, more spankings. No, we're like, no, I hate this. I hate this part. (laughs) It's unpleasant. That's a pleasant word to use to describe unpleasant. I have other words. I won't use them. But at least again, the writer is being honest. He says it's even painful. And that's true. But endure it. Why? Because of the good that is coming from it. Stay with me. Again, I know this is a, another firm grasp of the obvious. Discipline is for our own good. But the good that it produces in our lives, this discipline that we don't like, that's unpleasant, that's even painful, it's good that we all desperately want and need. Both want and need. So bear with me because I went through this and I put together a list. 
And I want to share that list with you of all the good that comes from discipline. Now, you might find more to add to your list, but here's my list. This is the list of the good that discipline produces. If you endure it, endure the discipline, yeah, I know it's painful. Yeah, I know it's unpleasant. (laughs) But endure it because of the good that comes from it. Oh, what's the good? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You ready for this? Every single one of these you want and you need. Holiness, wholeness, fullness, not halfness, pure and holy. Well, I want to be holy. Well, that's the good that comes from discipline. Is That's where you get holy. Isn't there a, a holy pill I can take? No. I keep watching those ads. There's a lot of them, you know. There's no holy pill. Discipline produces the holiness. Well, I want to be holy because He's holy. Well, that's the good that comes from discipline. Righteousness. Not our own righteousness. Christ's imputed righteousness. I want to be right. I want to walk in righteousness. I want to walk in purity. I want to walk in holiness. Here's the next one on my list. This is a biggie. They're all biggies, but this one's a biggie biggie. (laughs) Peace. Oh, I could use me some of that right there. Peace. (laughs) How many times have we said, oh, I, I just want peace. Okay, well, here comes the discipline, because discipline produces the peace. Paul describes it as the peace that surpasses human understanding, transcends human understanding, that keeps your mind and your heart in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a supernatural peace. Jesus said, the peace that I give you, it's not like the world gives. The peace that I give you, it's a supernatural peace that only I can give. Well, well then, can I have it? Okay, here comes the discipline, because discipline produces it. It's a good thing. Here's the next one on my list. Strength. How many times when we pray, God, I need strength. You need strength? Okay, right here. Discipline produces strength. We talk about this all the time. Lord, I need endurance and perseverance. And the Lord's like, the only way I'm going to give you endurance and perseverance is to have you go through a trial, because that's where you get the endurance and the perseverance. Wait, let me see if I got this straight. So if I need endurance, the only way I'm going to get endurance is by endurance. Yeah, because the trial produces in you that perseverance. That's why James says, consider, you got to, again, love James, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, when you encounter or face trials of various kinds, and he doesn't just leave it there, thankfully, could you imagine? He says, knowing where God's going with that trial that he's allowed into your life. God's doing a work. Yeah, but this is hard. Yeah, but you know what God is producing in you? He's producing in you the very thing you asked Him for. Patience. I need patience. Okay, here comes the trial. Because the trial is going to produce the patience. The trial is going to produce the endurance. Lord, I need strength to get through this. Okay, get through this, you'll get the strength. That's how it works. Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) This This is what... We're being told, this is what God's Word says. 
You want to endure the discipline? I need endurance. Okay, well then you need to be disciplined because you're going to get the endurance vis-a-vis the discipline. I wish there was another way. There's not. Because James says it like this, so that you'll be mature, lacking nothing. You'll have everything you need in and through that trial you're in. So you will lack nothing, and it will, though it's not on my list, maybe it'll be on yours. That's another thing, by the way, that discipline produces, maturity. You know, I'll I'll just say it. I'll just use myself so that nobody gets offended. But there was a time in my walk with the Lord where it was like the Lord just saying to me, you need to grow up. You need to mature. You need to grow up. You know? (laughs) I mean, you don't spank a 25-year-old. I hope not anyway, right? Why? Because they're mature. Well, the same thing is true in the spiritual sense. That's how you mature, is by way of the discipline. Well, the discipline is going to change as the child grows older. It's more age-appropriate. But still, the discipline produces that in our lives. Well, let's move on. i got a few more on my list, if you don't mind. How about direction? Make level paths your feet. Sometimes, and this actually ties into the next one on my list, correction, which could be synonymous with redirection. So here I am, I'm, I, I've set my foot to go down this path, and the Lord's like, oh no you don't. So he's got to step in, and he's got to correct me. That's called correction. By the way, you know the word discipline is from the root word discipled? Discipled, discipline? I mean that, that should right there tell you how far we've come in terms of our understanding when it comes to this dreaded word discipline. No! No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So God has to step in now and correct us in order to redirect us because He loves us so much and He knows that if we keep going down that path, it's going to be the path that leads to destruction. And God loves us so much, He doesn't want us to suffer needlessly going in that direction. It's been said that God will direct your steps, but so too will God direct your stops. Sometimes God's got to just stop you dead in your tracks. And He'll allow something to get your attention. Because heretofore He's not had your attention. I'll be careful not to point. I'll I'll use myself as the poster child for this. i got the scars to prove it for sure. How many times has God just allowed something to happen to get my attention? It's kind of like, oh God! Oh, now i got your attention, do I? Yes, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. Well, yesterday you didn't have the time of day for me. You wouldn't give me the time of day. So I had to allow this to happen. I had to uh, kind of step in and just give you a good little spiritual spanking right there. Now I got your attention. Yes, Lord, wait, wait. Don't go that direction. I'm redirecting you. I'm correcting you because that's the wrong path. I need to get you on the right path. We need a correction here. There is a way that seems right to a man, the proverb says, 
but it's the way that leads to death. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you heard today may have encouraged you in your faith. There are many revered Bible characters mentioned in the book of Hebrews, people who lived ordinary lives but amounted to much in God's eyes when it came to faith. Perhaps you might be the same. You're living your very ordinary life, striving to live for God, but sometimes you make some harebrained decisions. Thankfully, God's looking at your life and your faith as a whole. This should be encouraging to you. You don't have to live up to perfection. Continue following this series with us in the book of Hebrews to gain additional glimpses of faith lived out. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of In Spirit and Truth, go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're at our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Once again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Thanks for listening today to this teaching in the book of Hebrews. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God has been putting on his heart. Faith is something that's ongoing, so keep it up. Join us again on In Spirit and Truth. Oh.